to another episode of Trafford Talk. I'm Ollie, and this week, as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Marnie. Hello. First of all, um, I know this will probably be a couple of days late by now, but um, we recorded our post-match uh, reaction immediately as soon as the game was finished. So you can listen to that now. And then after that, um, we're going to talk about our reaction from the Burnley game. We're going to talk news slash transfer talk, and then we're going to preview the Leicester game. And uh, that's the schedule for this week's podcast. Marley, yeah, what mate. a win. Easy, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yes, calm. You know what? My um, my dad texted me before the game. He's like, oh, school prediction? And, I, and, and you know what I told him? 3-1, mate. It's easy. Wow, mate. It's really In reality, crazy. that was an easy game. Mate, that, that game was sick. It was a sick game. It was weird, though, because it was kind of like a bit dead for like, the first 20 minutes. And yeah. even the commentator was like, oh, hope, hope some, something picks up soon. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then we just bagged two goals in, in two minutes, three minutes. Thing is, yeah. Yeah. Like, Arsenal, right? All they do is have the ball and do nothing with it. Yeah, I know. They they just pans it, like, pussyfoot about on the edge of the box, passing left and right. They don't, no penetration, boys. In the second half, there's, like, one chance they had with Lacazette when he shot at Romero. That was... Yeah. That's the only one I can recall. No, actually, to be fair, is as soon as the second uh, second half started, Romero made, like, an amazing save. It was, like, a header going top bin as he tipped over. Oh, I mean, other than that, I mean... Fast reactions. The, other than that, Lacazette's chance, that's the only one I can remember. No, I don't know you mean, though. For, I mean, they kind of just had the ball and didn't really do much with it, really. Yeah, I mean, in the first half... They, in the first half, they had, they had way more chances, but... They still weren't chances, if you know what I mean. They're like half chances. Yeah. But, well, it's just Arsenal. Like, like, it? That Aubameyang goal pissed me off, I'm not going to lie. Which goal? Aubameyang's goal pissed me off. <laughs> Why? It should never happen. It's like three people's legs. Yeah, we just, it, I don't know. It was, it was a weird one. It was just like like a couple of like rebounds here and there and like some unfortunate <clears> defending. It was... Uh, I mean... <clears throat> You know, like, looking back on it, that we won comfortably 3-1, I don't really mind it because, you know, I've got him in the dream team, so it helps. But, mm. <laughs> so, honestly, if anyone scored for Arsenal, I wouldn't mind it to be him. But, uh, yeah, it was a bit of squeaky bum time until we scored the third, to be fair. Mate, we ain't getting potch, mate. It's, it's, it's done deal. <laughs> what do you mean, Ollie? We ain't getting There's literally no point at this point. Nah, to be fair, I was going to say, like, you know, Oli got slated for easy games, then we beat Tottenham, and it was like, oh... You know, Tottenham won one game against a good side, doesn't mean anything. Now we've beaten Arsenal. You know, it's... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm quite open to Oli staying now. It sounds weird. Like, I don't know if it's just like a thing in the moment because it's yeah. literally the game's just finished now. So I don't know if it's just like... Just because just we like... Do you know what I mean? Hitting the moment. But I, I wouldn't mind Oli staying. Thing is, yeah, if we get toasted by like Liverpool and City, <laughs> yeah. that, might, that might change my idea. But I mean... <laughs> yeah, I know. As it stands, though. Thing is, if we like lose to Liverpool and City, but like it's a really good game, tight game, yeah, that won't bother me. But if we get toasted, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, oh, that uh, that game was insane. To be fair, it's funny because we were texting each other through the game, and um, we were both saying like, "Oh, not too sure about Lukaku and Sanchez." <laughs> and then literally a minute later, we go on the break, and Lukaku he turns into Messi with that fir- that pass for the first goal. You know the thing is, he played an identical one in in the fixture last season. Yeah, like on the other side of the pitch. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I, I don't know how he literally. That was like a world class assist for Sanchez. Yeah, I don't care, mate. I'm not trying to see Alexis play just because he scored. 
Alexis scoring against Arsenal. It was written in the stars. Bro, Martial and Pogba, man. Look, Arsenal 11, yeah, should not... In, like, they have to include Pogba, Martial, Lingard and Rashford at this point. Them three, them four have to play. Yeah, they're all good. They're all good. I mean, I mean Martial, Lingard. it was kind of easy pickings for Martial, that goal he scored. It was kind of like an open net, kind of, sort of. Yeah, I, I, honestly, the way, it, like, Alexis plays, right, it's just, like, it just slows everything down, to be honest. Yeah. Like, you can, see the, you can see the difference on the left, because obviously we've been banging on the last couple of weeks about how much we, we attacked down the left side. But then with Sanchez at it, it really did slow down, didn't it? It seems like he doesn't, like, he wasn't running at players. I don't know if it was just because it was Arsenal at the Emirates and he was getting booed the whole game. But even the, the previous games in the United shirt, he hasn't really seemed to run at players like he used to. He's just kind of kind of stopped. Like, either, like, a quick cross, they're like, seems like he just doesn't want to have the ball anymore, just like a quick cross, which didn't really find anyone, or was like cut back and just passed the edge of the box or passed backwards, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So. I mean, to be honest, yeah, it's going to be a bit of a comedy session tonight. I'll still find TV. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be good. Definitely my favourite um, fan channel. Just... Oh, 100%. Literally, especially when they lose, man. <laughs> yeah. When they lose tonight, it's too funny, because I watched the, because um, the, you know they do that show, the Bias Premier League show. Oh, do they? No, to be honest, yeah, I'm not, not going to lie. The only thing I see from them, man, is uh, when when, when they've they've lost to a shite team and, and they just like, go mad. Yeah, no, I occasionally watch their Bayern's Premier League show. They talk about, like, all the teams, right? Yeah. And literally, in the, in the latest one, yeah, Troops is like, yeah, we're beating United. <laughs> okay, mate. you got to love it. Was they played uh... the strongest 11 as well. Huh? They played their strongest 11, excluding Bellerin. Yeah, it's crazy. Ours, ours was... I mean... To be fair, it wasn't it wasn't a B team, but it was kind of like a I don't know. It, was well, it wasn't really a hybrid. To be fair, it was it was literally like we just dropped like uh, Rashford and Martial got a bit of rest. That was really it. It was kind of a, it was a strong team. To be fair, it is, yeah. we played on midfield three. So yeah, it's crazy how much faster we are when um when Rashford and Martial on the pitch. It's crazy. Yeah. To be fair, Everything you you got to give, give credit to Lukaku. He played really well down that right side. You know, he did. He did. But the thing is. If the guy had, like, size 9 feet instead of size 15, he could be doing much more, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But um, It's it's weird. I, I looked at that starting lineup, and obviously we said last week how we wanted um, uh, Rashford and Martial to start, to play, kind yeah. of play our strongest 11. I wouldn't think by the end of the game, I'd be saying, yeah, Lukaku, man of the match with two assists, and Alexis Sanchez got a goal. That, that, I don't know. I just didn't expect that. Yeah. I'm chuffed, though. But the thing is, with that goal we scored, it was 82nd minute, right? Mm. Bro, what kind of legs does Pogba have, bro? 82nd minute, he's moving like that. Yeah, I know, it's crazy. The guy just drives forward like nobody's business. Yeah. Literally, all the Arsenal players were literally dead. Like, they couldn't do it. They couldn't chase him. <laughs> they couldn't knack it. You gotta love uh, Lingard's shit though, when it was Rashford going head to head with at the end. Oh, uh, what's his name? Kalasanach. Yeah, Kalasanach. <laughs> Lingard getting involved, piping up. Yeah, it's yeah. good. We threw a coin at Lingard, bro. See the passion. Yeah, I know. The fans threw a coin at him. Stupid. They were basically trying to get him sent off. Yeah, I know. They were just trying to... Because uh, they, they knew that at that point they were out. So. Yeah. I mean, you got to say, Arsenal were quite unlucky there. Getting their two centre-backs uh, injured. Obviously, we've got teams like Doncaster playing Oldham. We need to get one of them teams. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Watch we get shafted with, like, Chelsea or something. No, watch we'll get Everton. I'm almost certain we'll get Everton. Right, Everton. I don't know. Just, I can see it. We do seem to get them a lot. Yeah, it's just, it's it feels happen. like it's what we'd get. Unless they lose the Millwall tomorrow. Hmm. Jesse Lingard moonwalking at the Emirates. Yeah, it's peak. It's the stuff of legends. Somebody said, yeah. Somebody said Emirates is like step up. <laughs> 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 I 
It is for Jesse Lingard. Yeah. The guy loves a dance. Whoo! Bayern Lindelof won 100% of their tackles tonight, and Ariel Jules. Did they? Bayern and Lindelof. Both oh, both of them? Yeah. Crazy. That's bro, nice. I don't want to see Jones again, bro. I'm telling you. <laughs> Mate, he came on like, the last minute. Like, fucking missed the ball and stuck to the ground. I saw a stat that says um, Romelu Lukaku has been directly involved in five goals in his last six games, which is three goals and two assists. Sorry, bad for a rough patch, is it? It's not, but the thing is, guy's garbage, if we're being honest. <laughs> 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 we're a deep one, but <laughs> yeah, so, to be honest, you can't really take uh, take Arsenal seriously when Lukaku's celebrating like he was. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was Jesus. Yeah, I know. It's funny. Can't have that. To be honest, I mean, I can't. Yeah. I can't, bro. If the thing is, yeah, at the end, yeah, he like he and um, Solskjaer were like bear hugging, like as if like they have a plan or something. But the thing is, I'm trying to see that guy again. But to be fair, Arsenal's defence did look uh, make him look like Iniesta. Yeah, no, it did. Yeah, no, the thing with Alexis and Lukaku is it's a bit of a weird one. Like, Lukaku, when he first came, honestly, he was crazy. Like, banging in gold non-stop. Yeah. But now, yeah, I can't see... I, I'm literally... I can't be asked for him, like... It's the Mourinho effect, Sanchez, garbage. The Mourinho effect. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, though, I think it's just Puma, mate. You know, since he's, <laughs> ever since he went to Puma, he's just dead. Puma and uh, Rock Nation have killed him. Garbage. To be fair, though, like... In the second half, yeah, of course, in the first half, he, he played really well. He had those two two assists, which is like, you know, you can't really say a player's had a bad game and they have that. I mean, you got them on the match as well. But um, in the mm-hmm. in the second half, when there were, like, loads of gaps uh, in Arsenal's defence, because obviously they were just sitting on the edge of their box, on the yeah. edge of our box, sorry, with the ball, um, the mm-hmm. counter-attacks, they weren't really looking that sharp. They were just kind of, do you know what I mean? Like, Lukaku and Sanchez didn't really seem that on it uh, yeah, no. going but forward. Then, honestly, if we had Martial and Rashford playing from the beginning... We're hitting five. I'm not even kidding as well. Do you think the first time where the character broke down because they were too slow in transition because of Lukaku yeah. was Andrew. Do you think that's because they haven't got much match, match fitness? No, I think it's because they're not used to the um, the way we we, we play. Because it's hard to just jump into a team and like and flow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the players have an understanding. Obviously, the understanding is broken because new players are coming into the team. Mm. So I don't really, I don't necessarily blame them like 100. percent Yeah. But then again. I, there is, I'd rather have the other players play over them, you know what I mean? Yeah, I agree with But I'm not surprised, like, that, that... If we won, like, they played well and all that, but the thing is, I'm not surprised that it wasn't, like, flawless compared to the other guys that play. Yeah. Jesse Lingard had a, another impressive performance at a false nine. It kind of seems to be working out uh, for him at the moment. In the first half, he had uh, 88% pass accuracy, the uh, second most final third passes at 10, joint most key passes at 2, joint most, most shots at 2, and a goal. Mm-hmm. So this guy seems to really be like, yeah, I know uh, people looking at our attack wouldn't necessarily mention Jesse Lingard first, because obviously we've got Marshall and Rashford in there, both uh, Rashford particularly is on form, but yeah. Lingard is, is really thriving under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer at the moment. Yeah, no. I think also it's the position he's taking up as well. Yeah. I think the thing is, yeah, it, it looks like he's playing like a false number nine, like centre forward, yeah. yeah. But I don't think he actually is because technically, I think what that system actually is, is Lukaku and Sanchez are wide split strikers. Yeah. And Lingard is technically playing as number 10. Yeah. But it looks like we're playing 4 3 3 with yeah. Lingard as a striker and Sanchez and Lukaku right and left. But yeah, no, I think that position suits him really well. Yeah, so, it's weird though because, I mean, if you said, oh, the front three is Sanchez, Lukaku, and Lingard, you'd, you'd assume Sanchez left, Lingard right, Lukaku up top. You don't necessarily uh, think 
that Lukaku would be on the right as like a wide striker. But yeah, exactly. I think it, it does show like Oli's he's got a bit more about him than you know he hugs the players or like he's yeah. he's brought in team spirit. Like he's got a real tactical nous about him, which seems to be working. Being like sort of Pochettino and uh, Emery today. Yeah, I think uh, Jermaine Gina said also that um, he's not going to be surprised if we do that to all the big teams, just counter it to hit them on the break non-stop. It's kind of weird to me, though, because I feel like this is what Jason Rio wanted us to sit back uh, and defend against the big teams and then counter. Like, if you look at the stats there, we had 37% possession. Like, yeah. you wouldn't, I don't know, if you just looked at that stat, you'd think, oh, Arsenal were all over him. But really, if we were in control, and I feel like, Jose wanted to do that to the big team, sit back, defend, and then go forward. But obviously his mentality was very different. Like it just shows when when we were at two one up, um, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer didn't throw on defenders and take off strikers. He put on Martial and Rashford because he's like, We've got to kill off this game, we've got to score another one. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Once we hit the second one, Mourinho would have quickly after that brought on a centre back and probably a fullback. Yeah. And the thing is I, I just I just enjoy it. I, I enjoy this current regime because we always feel like we want more. You know what I mean? We're never satisfied. We always want however many goals. If it's like if we're tuning up, we want the third one. Yeah. And I, I think that's how it always should be, to be honest. Yeah. No, I agree. I, it's, it's the United way, isn't it? Um, I mean, in the 96th minute, we we're still trying to score a fourth. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Rash, Rash and sprinting like awesome. 80 yards to 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 chase that ball. Yeah, exactly. Which was uh, unfortunately he was offside in the end, even though the the ref the the linesman didn't raise his flag for for some reason. <laughs> Rashford gave him some dirty look. Yeah, <laughs> like Pogba was... training with Mourinho. So reminds me. Of. I hate when linesmen do that though. They wait until the guy touches the ball and then pull up the flag. What is the point? Yeah, but even when Rashford touched the ball, he looked back at the linesman and Rashford still didn't put up the flag. And then and then Rashford's like, oh, okay, I'm I was onside. And then he like took another touch and then the linesman blew the whistle. He looked back. He's like, what are you doing, bro? Well, Rashford technically, if he just if he just waited for Kadasna to touch the ball and tackle him. I mean, he could have just done that. But the thing is, yeah, that, that, that whole thing didn't make any sense because the guy should have just... If Rashford left it and he, and uh, Kolasinac took the ball, I guarantee you that the linesman would have put up a snag regardless. So, I mean, he should have just put it up anyway. Yeah, I don't know. We'll finish on this question. Currently, after, what was it, eight wins in eight now, including beating Tottenham and uh, Arsenal, do you think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer should get the job permanently? Um, I mean, as I said to you before we started recording... Mm. I think that right now, I'd say yes, give him the job. But yeah. if we play the other, I mean, the biggest teams that are currently in the league right now, uh, Liverpool and um, City, if we get completely blown away by them, like, I mean, completely, I doubt that will happen. So, I mean, that's why I think uh, Ole should get the job anyways. But mm. I think we, might, we probably all consider bringing in Pochettino. But I think that won't happen. I think we'll have really competitive games against them. So, I think in any case, yeah, I think give it to Ole, to be honest. Fair play. I'm going to go against you and say I, I think we should still get Poch. I feel like this is like this is like amazing. It's like unreal. We've won every game. And I know it sounds like a bit harsh to say maybe getting Poch, but I feel like it's like a head versus heart situation. Like my heart <laughs> says hire Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and my head says like maybe, maybe Pochettino is, is one for the future. Because I, I don't know, I'm just thinking maybe we're in the honeymoon period. Maybe, you yeah. know, when the results start going... A bit worse, even though he's mm-hmm. done a fantastic job. You got to think, well, Pochettino is a lot more proven as a manager, um, and he might be Sir Alex's true successor in a way. There's, um, I, I think something that resonated with me quite a lot was what um, Gary Neville said recently when he said there should never be another manager who um, who tries to Im- input his own philosophy 
into United. Like this, and I think Pochettino, although he his style is very pleasing on the eye, I don't think it's actually the same as I don't think it's like the one the, the same philosophy that we've seen like throughout the years. I think that Oli's current philosophy is much closer to the one we saw under Sir Alex, like swashbuckling and um, wingers, uh, counter attacking play, fast fast attack, passing forward. I think with Pochettino, his, his philosophy is a, a lot more possession-based than people think. And I don't know if fans would enjoy that more than what we're currently seeing. So I think if we were talking about styles of play, I think that Ollie's is close to what we want to see, to be honest. Uh, I agree. But do, do you think Mike Phelan has also got a lot to do with that as well? Because I feel Mike Phelan has a slightly understated uh, amount of input into how this team's playing, maybe. Hmm. You know what? I'm going to say he probably does have a decent amount of input, right? I think, I don't think, I don't want to discredit Oli. You know no, I mean? no, I, think... I agree with you. I'm not saying oh, Oli's like just the, the face and Mike Finn's the puppet pulling the strings. But yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, but what I'm saying is I don't know how well we'd play if, if we didn't have Mike Finn. I don't think we'd have one eight out of eight. Maybe we'd have seven out of eight, but you know. Yeah, I do think it's like a team thing though. Like, no, all, I agree. All 100%. coaches are inputting yeah. and so far it's working out. I mean, at the end of the day, if we go 15 unbeaten, yeah. <laughs> There's no way Oli should not get the job. Oh, uh, yeah, 100%. I like, if, if I, I'm still sticking to it. If we win the FA Cup and get top four, it should be hard in my in my books, for sure. Oh, yeah, I totally agree. Um, I, I don't think... I think even getting to the final would suffice and finishing top four. Yeah, fair play. I'm not, not, I mean, not going to argue with that. Yeah. The likelihood of us playing City in the final, I think, is quite high. Let's yeah, and especially since how long he's had with his team and however million he'll, he's spent, Oli's spent nothing been here for yeah. two minutes you can't really expect him to 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 go head to head but hey long may this run continue all right that was our reaction to the arsenal game um it was a great game but now marnie in the future we've just drawn 2-2 to burnley right yeah um completely a completely opposite performance to the arsenal game yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I did, I did not expect that. If it was like a Mourinho side, that, because that that exact same thing happened the last one we played them at home. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. I think Burnley honestly are becoming like a bogey team for us. Yeah, I don't know that. I mean, they played really well. I feel like we squandered uh, chances a lot this game because if you look at the uh, stats, we had 28 shots, they're six, only nine on target, uh, they're yeah. four on target. So it's like. If you're having 30 shots nearly and a th- only a third of them are going on target, it's like, I mean, you should really be winning the game still, but you can't really be complaining if you're hitting only a third of your shots on target. Yeah. No, I'm not going to lie. I don't care what, <laughs> what, anybody, what anybody else says yet. Sean Dyche and Burnley are anti-football. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like, the poor man's having them behind the ball for 90 minutes is just, honestly, it's just annoying. It's so frustrating to play against. But I guess it worked. So, I mean... That's why people use it so often, yeah. that tactic. Yeah, I mean, you do, you've got to give it to him. I mean, we dominated the game. It's 74% possession at home, yeah. but we, we still couldn't get the victory. I mean, yeah. the first goal was an um, individual mistake from Pereira. Um, yeah. I don't know what he was doing, really, because I know Bernie were pressing quite quickly, but I feel like he hasn't fully adapted to the Premier League yet. He, obviously, he was playing in Valencia and stuff on loan last season. Yeah. Like the the Spanish league is not as physical and intense as the Premier League, so when he got closed down for some reason, he tried to do like a Ronaldo chop. I I don't know why <laughs> because he was like what ten yards on the edge of our box. Yeah, and like you know, it's just individual it's errors down. there kind of cost us. 
Yeah, it was 100% his, his mistake. But I think Jones playing him a brainless pass. Yeah, that, yeah it, was, it was pretty bad. He's getting, he's like two guys marking him and he gets pet, like passed him. So Jones yeah. definitely does have to get some, uh, take some stick for that. Yeah, because obviously Andreas had his back to, to, the, to the press. So, and Jones could see everything. So yeah. Jones should have decided right there and then whether it was safe enough to pass it to Andreas in the first place. Yeah, I mean, Pereira's uh, performance was not the best. It's a shame because you do want him to do well. Like, yeah. I like the lad. I think we, we both like him. We want him to get more chances than Mourinho. But in a way, he seems to be kind of echoing what Mourinho said about him is when he does get chances and when he does play, he doesn't really grasp the chances. I saw a stat yesterday that uh, he lost the ball 14 times, but he didn't recover it once. And that, right. that sums up the game for him for me. Yeah, no, I think Oli said at the end that um, that the mistake isn't a problem and he'll, he'll learn from that mistake. And, like, I, I think he's 22 now, so I think he has to start kicking on because... He's not going to get that many chances. He needs to grasp one of these chances. Oh, yeah, 100%. I feel like he, he, he has to start improving rapidly this season to stay next season. Because I don't think he'll get, like, sold or anything. But I think if he wants to put his foot down and try and get a mainstay place in the team, yeah. or maybe not place in the team, but be, like, a squad rotation player but that we rely on, maybe start cup games and stuff like that, I yeah. don't think his current performances are living up to that. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I probably agree with what you said, but I'd like to move on to, to our attack in the game. Go on. I'm, I'm going to echo what I said in the Arsenal post-game reaction. Mm. I don't understand. Well, I do understand why Lukaku played, because Martial was obviously injured. But, like, just Lukaku does not have the same effectiveness. Or, like, if you just if you just put him into the into the front three, it is sort of, the, there's no cohesion whatsoever. And I honestly believe now, at this point, that Rashford is very, he's extremely ineffective on the left-hand side. You either playing up, play him up front, or don't play him at all, because from the left hand side, he doesn't do anything in the whole game. Yeah, I think uh, I, I saw Lukaku had less touches um, playing seventy minutes than Sanchez did playing twenty minutes, and I think that kind of summed up how uninvolved he was in the game. Really, um, yeah. you know, he had a, a couple of half chances here and there, but couldn't couldn't really convert uh, anything. But um, yeah. with uh, Marcus Rashford. I, I get what you mean. I do. I do think he has some value on the left side still. I think he's just better up front now. I feel like since that run of games is him adapting to being our main safe striker centrally. Um, even yeah. though he does drift left and right and stuff, I feel on the left he, he can offer something. It's just like Bur Burnley were quite solid defensively. He still had you know our second highest total shots. He still had five shots and goal. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, uh, he couldn't. He couldn't convert that early chance at the beginning of the game. Where if he scores that, it's a different game. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out and say I don't think um, Oli fancies Lukaku at all because under Mourinho, Lukaku would never been, a, he would never have been subbed off in that game. He yeah. might have probably been subbed off before him, but he, like I just don't see him lasting that long. But let's just say hypothetically that Oli gets a draw. I don't see Lukaku surviving the summer. If I'm being totally honest. No, I can see that, but I mean. Where, where do you think he'd go? Because at the moment, if you're if you're looking at his, he's on a decent wage bill. We just paid seventy million for him two seasons ago. Like where, you know, speaking in the summer wise, where where who would buy him and what price would we let him go for? I think we I think we'd take a, a a decent loss on him. But there are many clubs that would want him. Yeah, I agree with you. But I mean, I don't know. Like in that game, Lukaku didn't have to play. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I think him getting two assists against Arsenal sort of helped him in that sense to get to give him the position. But I personally would play the Lexus on the left-hand side 
Rashford through the middle, and obviously I wouldn't have played Matter, but Matter did play, so play Matter on the right if you're going to play him. Yeah, no, I, I, I for sure see um, Rashford as, as a central striker now. Um, it, it, it was a shame because Martial got injured um, in training, didn't yeah. he? So you kind of lost the fluidity of Rashford, Martial, Lingard. It went from that to just Rashford, but out of say out of position technically, where he's not yeah. playing. So it went for Rashford, um, Lukaku, and Mata, who have half the pace combined as as the other three that we've been playing. Yeah. So I, think, I mean, I'm... maybe a fluidity changes there as well. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I do think though now that Oli has learned something from that, and I think that he realizes that his 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 strongest front three are definitely Lingard, Martial, and Rashford. And I do think that he understands now as well that we need, I think the way we play, whether it be at home or away, we rely a lot on our speed. And I do believe that, I honestly think we'll look to move on to slower players in our attack, like Matt. And I do think that we'll, we'll start to see faster players coming in and faster players retaining their spot in the, in the team. So I do think from now on in big games, we won't see Lukaku, Matt, or Sanchez because they're just, they slow down everything so much. Yeah. I mean, it's a tough one with Matt because. You know, everyone loves the guy, but you kind of in these situations, you you kind of I feel like you might have, you have to be ruthless sometimes. And yeah, I mean maybe offering a contract, fine if he signs a contract. I would I would be happy with that to be honest. But not not for a main place in the team. Definitely like a squad player at the moment. He's kind of a little past it now. Yeah, no, I'd look to move on, Matt. To be honest, because he's obviously he comes up with those moments of magic, like the free kick against Juve. But in general. He does, he's not really that effective anymore in the game as the game goes on because I think like if, as a defender and he's playing on the right hand side, you'd love to play against someone like that because always coming inside, always he's, he's never running in behind. Like he's like the perfect attacker to play against. And I think like we're moving away from those kind of attackers. Like he's extremely predictable as well. I think and I think we're looking to move away from that kind of player and go with Lingard and and Marshall and Rashford that are much more um, unpredictable with the ball and not without the ball. Yeah, I feel like in in Matter's prime, you kind of thrive through the middle, being a playmaker and stuff, creating opportunities on the edge of the box and stuff. But he doesn't really, just doesn't really fit our system anymore, does he? No, um, not at all. So maybe it's time to move on for Matter. Um, we did come back though. Yeah. Unfortunately, didn't complete the full comeback. Lingard won a penalty. Pogba converted, um, and then Lindelof picked a good time to um to score his first goal for the club. But um, yeah. I I felt that. You know, it was it was it was exciting, but it it ultimately did feel like I mean, Pogba said I, I even said it after the game, it, it did feel like two points lost really, even though we were happy getting getting back from two goal deficit. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, he even said as well that we when we played when we were playing the game before they went one nil up, it was as if we were one nil up. There was like there was no urgency. There was there was no like there was no um I don't know. We weren't like pushing them. We weren't pressing them. We had a lot of the ball, but we was we we had like sort of pointless possession, I'd say, and. I think with teams like Burnley that have the, the low block, I think it's important that you start quick. And with the, with the chance that Rashford had at the beginning of the game, if he puts that away, the game totally changes and we probably go on to win that game 2-3-0, to be honest. Yeah, um, it's just unfortunate. Um, Timing with that one. And, and honestly, I don't, with that finish as well, I don't know what he was trying to do because it kind of looked like he just like he just passed it to like off the pitch. Yeah, no, I do have to see that again because it felt like as if he was trying to dink the keeper, but... Yeah, the that's what the commentator so said. Yeah, like the keeper was still a long way away, so it didn't really make much sense. No, I don't know. I, I feel like yeah. that, that finish was like Rashford of old, like before Oli came in. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. His finishing was just kind of not up to scratch there. But... Yeah, no, it didn't, it didn't seem as normal as well, if I'm being honest. Yeah, 
I mean, to be fair, still the uh, best start to a uh, Premier League manager ever, really, for Oli. So, yeah, yeah the, the the bubble's semi-burst, you know. it's not we, We've not won every game still, but we still have beaten, so. Yeah, we need to bounce back against Leicester now. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's move on and talk about some news slash transfer talk. First, let's start off with uh, Fellaini apparently agreeing personal terms with a Chinese club. He's reported a ridiculous wage. 18 mil a year for Fellaini? Yeah. I mean, it's China, I guess, but I'll take that. Yeah. I mean, I think we're getting reported 10 million euros for for the move. So, I mean, I'll take that as well. The guy... I said, I think I said in episode one that he sort of signals the um, the Mourinho era of our of our team and yeah. our club. Yeah. I think with with him being the first person to move on from that era, I think it's just it's all in all. I think it's just a good thing because it's like we don't want the he's been a good servant, I'd say, but we don't want that kind of player anymore. I think yeah. we're moving with that kind of player. Yeah, d- definitely. I know a lot. You know, Fellaini got a lot of stick and stuff over the course of his United you know, career, but. He did pop up with a couple of key goals. Even this season, we're literally only in the Champions League uh, knockout phase because of Fellaini's last-minute goal. Yeah. So, good servants to the club. Definitely time to move on. I'm pretty sure no one's really protesting moving on. Although, I did see the argument that if we're not bringing anyone in uh, in January, like another midfielder, um, why sell him now? Why not wait till summer to sell him? Because although, yeah, get him off the wage bill, whatever. But if you look at it just purely footballing-wise, why are we going to let a midfielder leave the club when... We're kind of sort of short on first team midfielders now. Do you know what I mean? If we if we're playing yeah. Pogba, Matic, Herrera, what if what if one of those get get injured? Then who's going to step up? I mean, is it going to be Pereira because he's not really played well? Matic's not really played centre mid for a good while. Especially like like who who comes in? Thing is, um, I think I know why we moved them on because I think Oli said that um, I think he said Ghana would and and like Greenwood and people like that will. We'll look to to get more places in the squad. And I think, in reality, Ghana would have been the, like the seventh or sixth choice uh, centre mid if if Fellaini was still at the club. And now we've moved on Fellaini. I think it gives more opportunity to the guys like Ghana. And I think that was kind of the reasoning by moving him on because I do think we actually have a lot of players that can play in that position. So I think we I don't think we're necessarily losing out a lot when we when we move on when we do eventually move on Fellaini when it actually goes official. Fair enough. Um. In other news, Athi Marshall is apparently set to um, sign a five-year contract, keeping him at the club till uh, 2024. Um, I think we're all really hoping this happens. I mean, people are tweeting about it, like Sky Sports and stuff, tweeting about it like it's a done deal. But you never yeah. know with these things. Yeah, no, I, you do not. You do not know. But I think um, RMC, which are really, really reliable when it comes to players, are saying that it's pretty much a done deal, and it's just we're just waiting for the announcement. Yeah, I suppose there's no smoke without fire, but. If you're asking me what are the main players we want to get on contract, it's probably Martial, De Gea, Rashford's still got a long time left in his contract. And I think really those those three are probably the priority for now. Yeah, and Pogba as well. Oh yeah, Pogba, of course, yeah, for sure. I was trying to think of the, the fourth man, but he just slid my mind. But yeah, yeah. Pogba as well, 100%. The guy's like the face of our club. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think for sure, um, I don't think anyone's going to be protesting that. It's It's kind of like, I don't know, for me, like, it's kind of just give him what he wants. Or maybe not what he wants. Maybe not like 500k a week or something. Like, you know, within reason. Yeah. I did, I did see earlier that the Times were saying that if Mourinho had stayed, he would have left. Yeah, I think, to be honest, I think if Mourinho had stayed and 
plan to stay in the future as if the board weren't going to sack in in summer. I think Marshall would have gone. Pogba would have probably gone. And uh, it would have gone. Rashford would probably gone as well. No, nah, I don't think Rashford would have gone because I think he he'd just still be like playing out on the left. He'd be kind of wasted away a little bit. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. But I mean, I remember Mourinho was saying stuff about Rashford like you're either born and finishing or you're not. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> well, that's why I didn't believe him up front. Although he's you know, although he just he did kind of miss a bit of a howler last game. He's, he's well, he was saying that well. he studied finishing. He he wasn't born with it himself. So yeah, well there you go. He's done it himself, he hasn't he? So yeah, can't really argue with it. No, you can't. Also today, um, we've seen that Young and Mata both both been offered one year contract extensions. Um, what do you think about that? Um, I mean, as I just just said about Mata, I'm not I'm not really um mad about it. I'm I I I, I do really like him. I think he's you know even if you don't support United, Mata is one of those players that's really hard to dislike. But um, yeah. I think you know he's not. I, I really don't mind it because he's a decent squad player. If you think about like you know playing FA Cup or whatever, um, he's not like he's definitely Premier League quality. So it's not like he's not good enough. It's just he's not starting eleven quality at the moment for us because he's just not what we're looking for. But yeah, it's worth keeping around just to keep Dave in high spirits. You know, <laughs> keep Dave yeah. happy, keep him at the club. Now, nah, but in all seriousness, um, I think that with the matter one. Uh, I, I don't mind it too much because, as I said, you know, solid squad player. Um, he can definitely do a job, so why not? You think about the young one? As far as the young one, I think we definitely do need... I mean, I, I say we need a right-back. I just feel like we should play a right-back and right-back. Like, Young is a, is a good squad player to have. He's getting on a bit. But, um, I mean, we've we've got Dalot, so I don't know why... Um, I, I think... If if next season starts and whoever's manager, if if Young is starting right back over Delart, I won't really be ha- too happy with it because I'll be like, come on, you're like can't starting starting one player's growth and you're playing another guy who's one not naturally a defender, and two is is aging and will probably be, leave the club in the next like you know two or three years. So yeah. I think for me the Young one I don't mind at all as long as Dalot is like the main starter at right back next season. Yeah. I mean, for me, with yeah. with Matter, I think I've really, really voiced my opinion on Matter. I don't think we should really be offering him an extension. But with Young, I I also don't think we should be offering an extension because he's thirty three now. And I mean, in reality, do we really want to give a thirty three year old another year, like earning a lot of money as well? And it's obviously it's clear that we have a deficiency at right back as well when we're playing. So I think honestly, it makes no sense like in any way that we should be offering Young an extension because. There are better right backs out there, and I think we have a better right back at the club as well. Yeah, I mean, just play, just play the lad. You know what I mean? Well, that's the thing, Dalot. It's not like he's a seventeen-year-old from the academy, and you're like, oh, we're not actually sure what his qualities are. Is he like good enough? It's like he's he's kind of shown his quality when he has played. He's you know he's energetic, he's pragmatic, he's he's got a great cross on him, and I think you know I mean it's definitely in our DNA, you know, getting balls into the box. You know what I mean, even if we're not playing a target man strictly. We every every game when we're attacking, we've got three, four people in the box when when a cross is getting floated in. So even if you know Rashford can definitely score headers, but even if we don't have Lukaku on, you've still got the likes of Pogba and Martial drifting into the box to be able to get on the end of these crosses. Yeah, I did see it was like um I don't I don't want to I don't know the exact stat, but there was something like Young had like eleven crosses and and none of them met their target yesterday. Oh yeah, it's it's one one of those horrible games. I mean, <laughs> so I definitely had them before. Yeah, he's had them quite often as well, which is why I'm saying that we should look to upgrade that side. Yeah. I did see that he was offered to, or his his agent was in, was in contact with 
some MLS outfit. I don't remember exactly who it was, but that that's just the type of player that we have right now. He's, he's toward, getting towards the end of his career, and I think someone like the MLS is where he should be going next, not another year of United. Yeah, well, I think maybe um, if you look at it squad depth-wise, you don't want to sell him, throw Dalot in right back, and then have no backup for Dalot. Because at the moment, Young's he fills a unique role as where he, he, he's a backup right back and a backup left back. Because right. I feel Valencia is like 100% going to be gone at the end of the season. Because yeah. he's, he's not he's pretty much not even involved in the squad now. And he's like supposedly our club captain. But so at the end of the season, I'm just assuming Valencia is gone. Um, mm-hmm. So with that being said, we, we, we'll be left without uh, a backup left back and a backup right back. I, I think you can't afford, unless you're going to bring in other replacements, um, you can't really afford to just have two fullbacks, one left, one right for an entire season, expecting one not to get injured and two not to be able to get rested. Yeah. So I feel like that's the I mean, argument to kind of keep him in the club or or reinforce those areas. Yeah. I don't think one or two things will happen. I think we'll do a city and sell all our old all our old fullbacks and just bring in some fresh blood. Mm. Or we keep young, we sell Valencia and we keep young as a left back option and we move up Ethan Laird from the Academy to, to become a right back option for the low. I think that that's probably what will happen if I'm being honest. If, especially if Oli stays. I don't think that we'll get another one or two right, right back or full back in general. Yeah. I think Young will become a left back cover and um, we'll move up Ethan left in the academy. Yeah, for sure. We've we've also got um, Fossey Mensah as well. He could play right back. So, yeah. Yeah, he's having he's, a torrid time at Fulham, though, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, he's, he's not really having a great time at all, is he? Um, second bottom for the league, which, you know, um, we do play him in a couple of weeks, so we'll get, we'll get onto them later. But um, I agree with you. Most likely what we'll see is we'll see Young have his contracts extended another year. We'll see Dalot start to start from next season onwards. So we'll have Dalot and Shaw, uh, fullbacks. Young will just be a squad rotation player or cover from them if they get injured. And then maybe after the end next season, he'll probably be moved on. Like maybe go to the MLS or something or whatever he's doing. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I think that's the likely outcome. Yeah. Um, right. Also, it's not really news, but it's the end of a month. So it's another United Player of the Month. There's three uh, nominees. Lindelof, Pogba, and Rashford. I think they're all fair. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm, you know, no, no qualms about that. No, no, not at all for me. You know, Lindelof has really seemed to have staked claim. You know, we, we, we all thought a couple of months ago. I think a lot of United fans thought Bai was our best centre back when, you know, when he just kept calm and when he played. But it seemed to be a bit erratic. And during that time, where Bai seemed to be struggling a little bit. Victor Lindelof has really come in and just cemented himself as the Iceman, really, isn't he? He's just rock solid. I mean, if you look at uh, stats for last um, game, even though we drew and conceded two, um, he had 100% take-ons completed, 97.5 pass accuracy, nine clearances, five ball recoveries, two out of two accurate long balls, and, of course, he scored. So he had a fantastic performance, although he did concede two. But I feel like it's not even just based off one game. It's based off the last month or two. He's just really been solid for us. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I'm not surprised, though, to be honest. I mean, he's only 24 years old. And before his current form, I mean, even when Mourinho was here, sort of, he sort of came into he came into form really at the end of Mourinho's reign. Yeah. And I think the reason for that is quite clear. He just he just, he just just got a bit of consistency. And with, he's a relatively young player. So, I mean, with even with like older players, you need consistency to perform. And I think now you're getting that consistency. We're seeing the best of him. And honestly, I'm not surprised at all. And I think that the same thing could happen for Bailly as well, because he's 24 as well. And he also needs that consistency to, 
to um to to come into a rich vein of form. And I think if both of them can do it together, and then we can be set instead of and get maybe cover for them. Or if Bayi doesn't doesn't get his find his form, we might be able to get another centre back. But yeah, I, I do hope that that does happen, and both of them become our starting centre backs for years to come. Yeah, um, so Lindelof is definitely up there for player of the month. But, you know, I mean, since Ollie's come in, so many players have just been fantastic. I mean, Rashford's the next nominee. He's, although, miss, you know, as we said, although not having the best game against Burnley, arguably playing out of position now for him. At striker, he's really been a revelation, hasn't he? Um, I mean, if any of them won Six goals in, in seven games or something like that. He's, he's had a, yeah. a, a crazy good streak, really. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be like, I wouldn't be mad or disappointed if any of them won it, to be honest, because they all deserve it. For being totally honest. Yeah. Also, Pogba's a third nominee. He's genuinely been on fire. He's single-handedly saved my dream team. You know, <laughs> he's got like nine goals this season. His most ever. And a and a good few assists. That being said, as as you said, his most ever goals in a single season, and it's only January. And you got to count into the fact that. He was kind of exiled for a, you know a couple, good couple of games under Mourinho, and he you know wasn't you know we weren't playing our best football. Um, yeah, he's really coming into form. He scored again yesterday as a penalty, but we'll take it. I think that puts that puts him on ten, doesn't it? Yeah, no, he's on ten now. Yeah, he's ever. on ten now. Sorry. So you know, if, if a centre mid is scoring you ten goals a season, I mean it's not even the end of of the of the uh, season yet. You've got to say he's definitely uh he's definitely proven his worth. So I think all three are valid nominees. Who would be uh, your pick? Um, who will be my pick? Tough to say. I think I'd go for. Oh, you know what? I'll go for Rashford. Rashford. Right, simply because I would. I think I'd go Rashford, then Lindelof, and then then Pogba would be my order if I was to give it to him. But the reason I go for Rashford as opposed to Lindelof is because I think even though Lindelof played really, really well, we haven't really been keeping clean sheets. Mm. And although that that's not necessarily all on him, I think Rashford's been pretty faultless other than yesterday. So I think I'd go for Rashford. Yeah, I don't, to be fair. I don't feel like Rashford's had a bad game when he's been up front. Yeah, exactly. Right. Let's um, move on to the Leicester game. Um, as we're recording this, they're uh, they're about to play Liverpool, so hopefully they can do a job on them. Um, you know, have have the performance of their life, smash Liverpool, and then be tired for the United game. Yeah. But um, that, that would be ideal. But. I, I doubt that's going to happen. Um, mixed form, really, if you look at their last few games. I mean, going back for their last six uh, fixtures, they've got two wins out of six and four losses, including a loss to Newport in the FA Cup. I mean, all, all six games ago, they did beat Man City 2-1, and then since then they beat uh, Everton away. But then they've lost to the likes of Cardiff at home, which I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know how that happens, really. Um, Newport, they've lost to Southampton at home as well. Then, then they got beat four three in that unbelievable game the other day. They, they seem to be in poor form, really. Yeah, I mean, it's just I think they're they're a weird side, if I'm being honest, because they have so many ups and downs. And I think right now, Claude Puel is um is odds on favourite to be the next manager to be sacked in Premier League. And I think I don't I don't know what it is with Leicester. A couple of years ago, they won the league, and ever since then, it's just been downhill. And honestly, I just don't know with them. You, you never know what you're going to get with them. If you you can play them and win three, four nil, and you, or you can play them and lose. It's just one of those ones. You never know. Yeah, they are. They're a strange club. That is, it's very up and down with them. I think. Um, I I I do think we should we should be able to win. I know 
we kind of brushed over um, Burnley on the last podcast and said, yeah, it should be, should be a win. And look what happened. But genuinely, I think if Martial's back and we have, you know, uh, Lingard was rested last game. If we've got Martial, Rashford and Lingard as our front three versus Leicester, I feel like we should definitely, definitely come up on top, scoring, you know, at least two or three. If, if yeah. Newport can put two past them, then, you know, we should be able to put three past them. I do expect us to win, but I do think it'll be a hard game. I think if I was to predict the, the score, I'd say we win 2-1. Yeah, Leicester do seem to uh, they do seem to show up uh, against us, and Vardy loves a goal against us. So Yeah. yeah. Well, what did you say their form was at the moment? They're in their last six games, uh, not including the Liverpool game, because that's not actually happened as, as the time of recording this, but in the last six games, they've got two wins and four losses. Which I think yeah, no. I think this sums up Leicester really well as they beat Man City and then they lose to Newport. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that does sum them up. I mean, yeah, we could be in for a tough game, but like I said, on the other hand, we could be in for an easy game. Who knows? Exactly. I mean, that being said as well, um, Wolves did put four past them. So it's not like they're that solid defensively, but mm-hmm. um, it shouldn't be too much to ask for a win here. What's on for Vardy to score against us? <laughs> I mean, the guy who always scores against us, so... Yeah, I, don't, I think he scored against us every time we played them. Now, for sure, since I, I remember when they first bought him, and we where well, we had Di Maria at the time, um, under the Van Hal, and there was some nutty game. It was like five three to Leicester or something, isn't it? Yeah, I remember yeah. that when um, where Di Maria scored that crazy chip. Yeah, that chip was nutty, but um, wasn't good enough. Wasn't good enough to get us to win. That was the beginning of the end. <laughs> that, honestly, that was the most entertaining Louis Van Hal game ever. Yeah, so, so I think that game ruined football for him because you know after that day it was literally just pass around until until you bore the opposition to death. I mean, I I fell asleep around four or five games watching Lou Van Hal. <laughs> That's unprecedented. Yeah. Like you, you would just be passing left right. I I just I just be nodding off. But you know what though, the Lou Van Hal era was all right from a bank account because it was it was the easy bet of nil nil at half time, one nil at full time. <laughs> Genuinely, that came in like ten times across the course of a season for me. It was good. Yeah. I mean, it was actually insane. We had like, I remember we had like, I'm not even kidding. I think we had seven nil nils at half time in a row. Yeah, it was disgusting. Like, I'm glad we're kind of out of that era now. But he was a funny guy. Weirdly, his press conferences and his antics on the touchline were way more um, entertaining than his, the football he played under him. Yeah, it was. I remember when he, when he, when he fainted on the touchline, like demonstrating a dive. <laughs> that was peak Louis Van Gaal. Yep. Uh, yeah. Well, boy, am I glad that we're out of that. I know. Um, and then we went to anti-football Mourinho and now we're, <laughs> we're with Ollie. So, you know, happy days. Thanks for listening to another episode of Trafford Talk. Join us next week for our thoughts on the Leicester match and our preview of the Fulham game. Uh, next week, we'll also be previewing Man United versus PSG. Uh, it's the first leg of the Champions League. So, uh, yeah, join us for that. Um, also, feel free to follow us on social media. Our Twitters will be in the description below. And if you're listening on iTunes, make sure to subscribe. Otherwise, you won't get the podcast as soon as it's available. Apple, unfortunately, do take a while to update the store for new podcast episodes. Also, uh, please leave a review and rate the podcast. It would really help us out. We'll see you next week. See you on the next one. Going on up to the space,